Interested in real estate? How about wealth? Well, they go hand in hand. And here, you'll learn all about it. Welcome to Be The Bank, a podcast where we discuss and debate the topics centered around real estate investing. Your host, Justin Bogard, shares insights into investing in real estate to create real wealth and passive income for you and your family. He'll share stories of real estate investments done right, walk you through the process of owning a real estate note, and most importantly, educate you so you can be the bank. This is Be The Bank, brought to you by Bright Path Notes. Now, here's your host, Justin Bogard. It is episode number 18 today, and I want to talk to my friend Richard Thornton today. And We're going to kind of get into some topics that are not specifically to note investing, but in general business practices and business etiquette and communication and how do you how do you get your business thriving and, and the and the best ways to get your business moving in the right direction? Um, we're gonna have some good topics for today, so stay tuned. This episode number eighteen is brought to you by Bright Path Notes. Richard Thornton is on the podcast today. Richard, how are you today? Very good, sir. And yourself? I am Mr. Wright, as you can Mr. see. Mr. Wright. If you're watching the video cast of this uh, podcast here That's on the right. Bright Path Notes YouTube channel, you'll see I'm holding the Mr. Wright coffee cup again. And it's not coffee, it's actually tea. That's in uh-huh. here. That's what your kids always say about you. Dad, you're Mr. Wright. That, that, I mean, I don't know how they get that, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about communication, which right. today's topic of conversation, Richard, is communication. Right. Now so you're Richard, right. Your ex-wife or, or, or your significant other could say, oh, you always think you're Mr. Right. You know? That's so true. Different slant on this. There right? is a, a um, uh, what do I want to say, almost an almost identical cup to this that says Mrs. Always Right. Ah, okay. <laughs> you didn't buy that one, right? <laughs> this, this becomes separated from the group. and I keep ah. this one, and the other half gets the Mrs. Always Right cup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. What's our topic for today, big guy? Communication, Richard. Oh, are we communication? Are we communicating? I, believe it or not, Richard, I have um, some problems communicating with vendors and buyers and sellers and investors and things like that. Not because uh, neither one of us are not intellectual in the subject matter. It's just a matter of style, I guess, and a matter of the way information is received and the way information is outputted to another person. And so the, some of the things that I've come across, Richard, has been um, I may line up an email, type it out, you know, have some good descriptions in there, lay out exactly what I want, even to the effect, Richard, of bullet pointing exactly what I am requesting from somebody or what I am still needing from somebody to complete my part of the project, right, whether it's a closing or whether it's you know after we close on a loan and we have to get some information and get the ball rolling with recording or boarding and things like that. And I feel like um, the recipient of that information is not going down my list of, of items here and checking them off and giving me responses to each one of them. So, Richard, do you ever have that problem? No, never. <laughs> you almost made me spill my drink. <laughs> You're right, just about winning the drink. <laughs> <laughs> End of conversation. <laughs> That's right. 
I just spilled tea all over the microphone. This is not good. I know. No, you know, I think it's. Um, I think it has a whole lot to do with the recipient's focus. You know, okay. if, they're, if they're fast, if you're talking with a wholesaler and they're fast and furious and they're just looking at the last buck um, and they're not a detail person, which a lot of, and I'm not saying this to defame any uh, wholesaler for anybody, but anybody who's not uh, detail oriented tends to miss um, a whole lot of those things and right. it's not important to them. So they don't really respond to it. I, I feel like, Richard, lately I've ran into a couple of people that I've been trying to put deals together with where we're actually using a title company and there's like a, a, a flipper or, or a wholesaler involved, if you will. And they have created a situation for them to where they don't have to have a lot of skin in the game, meaning some, some cash, right? right? Actually money out of their pocket. And they've created this situation to where they've leveraged their technique and their resources and their uh, buyers list and stuff to have the situation in front of them, uh, which is great for them. But also, I don't think it keeps them motivated in the game to really finish the deal because it seems like they would want to push off some of those details for other people to handle it. And maybe it's just not the highest and best use of their time. And maybe they're just not the expert in that. But there still needs to be some sort of reasonable uh, time that they have to put into the project so they can receive the benefit of it, right? And I feel like sometimes I sit in the driver's seat and I'm I'm orchestrating the whole thing, but I'm also driving, trying to drive all the details through and make sure things get to the finish line because I'm going to have skin in the game, right? Or Richard's going to have skin in the game because this, right. we're the end buyer to this product. Right. And you, t- you tend to be a detail person too. So That's not true. That is well, not true. It, it is compared to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, let's be, you know, let's be self-effacing here and, and, and true, right? So, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I yeah, I just I, again, I think that some people just don't pay that much attention because it's not that important to them. So, so Richard, how do you overcome those challenges when you are laying out um, descriptive email or you're, you're you're laying out exact receivables that you need from somebody in order to complete your part of the project, if you will? Well, uh, one way is, uh, you know, I don't, I was thinking about this when you were talking about it earlier. I've got one email that I send out. Um, and rather than putting it in a line, let's let's say I'm trying to get the basic information from a note wrong. Okay. Rather than putting it in a line and saying, I need the address, the sales price, uh, the original loan amount, la da 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 in a, in a, a linear line, I'll say, I need the following colon and then i list each one down as its own line item so it's pretty tough to miss right you know, as you go as you go down it so i'll do a lot of things like that i'll make lists that they can uh visually see um as okay. much as I possibly can in an email almost like a honeydew list and they can just check it off right i've got exactly. this part done richard has this one i've completed this task it's almost like mini tasks within their list yeah and i know you know in the in in what you and I do, um, in some instances, I actually do something that's a little bit more work. There's some, there's some workarounds. For instance, you and I have a task list, all right? Um, I set that up as a task, and I'm really posting that there for myself because I would forget that this task has got to be done. But I've been noticing what it has 
evolved to is it's always it's also a very good secondary check for you because you yeah. go back and you check my list and you say, oh, you know, Richard thinks he's got this and this and this to be done. Uh, I've got to be copacetic with that or else uh, we're not working on the same. So there's, there's things yeah. like that that I think if you can set up with somebody, they're a big help. It seems like, Richard, that you and I have a really good symbiotic relationship to where I know your habits and your triggers and you know my habits and my triggers. So I know how to send you information based on what I need to receive and vice versa. You know how to send me information knowing that the output that I need to give you. Right. Um, so when we deal with these, these first time interactions with working with these, we'll call them projects per se, because the scope could be real estate. It could be note specific. It could be whatever. So we'll just call it project. So these projects that we work with, so we have to get used to that relationship. They have to get used to our mannerisms. They have to get used to the way that we communicate and vice versa. And then after, you know, maybe a deal or two that we close on, we kind of get in a rhythm, right? And it's comes a little bit easier to communicate. Right. We, we aren't in the business uh, too often to where we get too much repeat um, business per se in a short frequency. I'll say within a few months period of time, I'll say it's more like, you know, maybe a year's time, you might get a couple of rounds of business from that individual because in, in the world that we live in, we're obviously buying things that are, you know, in the 50 to $150,000 range. So those opportunities don't come from the same individual too often too quickly. So, and I like what you said about your list uh, that you create that is bullet pointed and you, after a colon, it's very specific and clear and maybe it might be color coded. It, it might be very easy for them to follow, but I still find Richard that people find a way not to follow directions, not True. to read instructions. True. And so you know, to that effect, um, I mean, sometimes that happens just while you're talking with somebody. So as you said, we have a lot of first-time conversations, and that might be an only-time conversation with somebody where you're initially getting in the note information. So first, I've had probably four or five calls already this, this morning. And one of the things that I'm doing, because we're dealing with people, as you well know, with people of all sophistication levels. Right. You know, somebody will say, oh, yeah, here's what you need. Bump, 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 bump. Done. Ding. Fine. And there's somebody else that doesn't know, you know a note from mortgage from you know, whatever else. Right. Um, I find myself really listening for their response, not in terms of, of – um, they're asking me questions. I listen for how they answer my question because how they answer my question, not, not the content, how they answer it tells me how they're thinking and where okay. they're going. And a lot of instances I have to do, I have to ask the question a different way. I have to do sort of a, a workaround to fit them because it's not about me. It's always about them. That makes a lot of sense. So you're kind of tailoring your objective around how they react to your first initial uh, response to them. And if they don't understand it and they can't follow it, you have to ask it a different way. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I do. And I, and also um, you kind of want to loosen them up a little bit. You want to get them. And so okay. I talked to a lady this morning who uh, I'll put all of this in very nice terms. Uh, and we, we find this um, more often than you'd think. Uh, a note is being sold to due to a divorce. Um, <laughs> she is she is out to get her husband. Oh, um, juicy! Yeah, husband, juicy. husband took details. over the 
the the note and has uh, been basically jerking her around by not making payments. So she's going to sell it, you know, to the bad boy note buyers uh, to get back at him because we're going to pull his uh, short hairs and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I had to sort of get under that a little bit and, you know, talk about, you know, being divorced or not being divorced and what that means and blah, 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 because that really made her start. To, I, I learned a whole lot about this lady more than I really want to know. <laughs> I, I found out the delinquency rate, you know, uh, how often the guy pays, um, what he's doing and agreed. He's going to do some of that to her and not to us, but there's a whole long story that I'm not uh, talking about here, right. but it's illustrative of what you're trying, what your, what your point is. Richard, you, you are really good at what you do on the phone with that because the way you're describing that to me, it's almost like you're sleuthing, right? You're playing yeah, detective. You're pulling out bits and pieces of information knowing like if I can just go a little further in conversation, I'm actually going to get some more meat that will help Justin, that will help us know what we're getting into for this deal. And we know how to price it and we know what we're getting into before we get too far down the road. And you've also, I, it sounds like you've calmed them down as well. But they, well they were exactly. on their they were, they were at this level up the top. I'm getting like, you know, my, my hands reaching up to above my head here for those of you that are just listening to this. And it's, it's kind of, Richard, you're kind of cooling them down. To exactly. You can talk on the same plane. Exactly. You, you end up being in a more um, conversational, almost sort of friend level because then they know, then you're not just, uh, I'm not just some guy from California you know, <laughs> who's, who's out to get you because I've got lots of money, which you know obviously is always fictitious, <clears throat> but that's the way people think. Um, excuse I me, need some water there, but um, I understand. Any rate, yeah, you're trying to get them down on your level, and that's when they really start to talk. That's where you really get the information that you need to, you know, do I need, did I need to know that she runs a farm and ranch store? No, but you know, come on. And we talk about the farm and ranch store that's in my community and, and you know, lots of guys in cowboy hats are up here and you know, whatever else. But so when she first called you, she didn't know you. She just knew that it was Richard from company X. Right. And, and, then you introduced I, and she got a text and she was a little bit irritated because I was bothering her with the text. Right. And so now after she's kind of spilled the beans quickly and you're able to kind of cool her down quickly and just get her gradually down to your level. Now she's opening up to you and, and speaking to you as if you're a family member that she hadn't talked to in a while and you're catching up on the story and what's going on. So it's, it's, well, it's, it's amazing, Richard, how you can get to that point so quickly and you can diffuse the situation to where they're not as uh, passive aggressive. I don't know what you want to call it to where, you know, they're just like, oh, just give me a quote right now. And you like explain things to them. You get the story. I'm like, oh, wow, this is really good information. I'm sorry you have to go through this. This sounds awful. You know, I see, I see how you relate to them and get that. So it's it's a very artistic way about gathering information. It's time sensitive, right? Because you're you're trying to pull the information as quickly as you can without being on the phone for an hour. But sometimes you have to have a conversation for 20 or 30 minutes just to just to get them to uh, be able to have a second and third conversation with you, right? Richard? Yeah, yeah. I'm usually able to to be on and off in in five minutes, but but That's yeah, good. yeah. Um, like I say, it's listen. It's meeting people where they where they are, and I think you know I don't want to get too philosophical here, but I, but I think <laughs> a, a lot of us try to meet people where we are. What, where where we're coming from, not with where they're coming from. If you understand where they're coming from, you're going to have 
you're going to get a whole lot more out of them. That makes total sense. So that, that brings me to another point, Richard. Um, Cause in the opening package there, I talked about just like running a business in general. Mm-hmm. And so in running a business, you and I have talked about this many times before we both have tried to run a business solely by ourselves, a, a note business. And we both come to realize after after too many years of not doing this sooner that we're, we're better off doing this together because we have complementary uh, strengths to each other. Right. There are things that I'm not as strong at and there are things that you are not as strong at. And, and luckily, we complement each other well in that aspect. And so we're able to combine a lot of our resources and power that way. Um, and it just makes things easier because the accountability can be spread um, divided in two, right? Everything's divided in two. When, when you and I team up together, everything's divided in two. It just makes things a little more palatable. And then you can see there's more return on your time because I'm, I'm concentrating my work on half the, the, the bandwidth and so are you. Right. So now our focus is, is more, it's more tractor beam driven, right? It's more, it's more, um, singular, not, not singular per se as in one, but it's definitely narrowed down the field, right? Yeah, there's a, there's a, uh, uh, it's not a trick, but there's a, a, an illustrative exercise that a lot of job, job coaches use. And they say, count from one to 26. And they do it, do it on a timer. You go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, all the way to 26. And they say, now go from A to Z, you know, A, B, Z, D, and they, they count again. So you add up those two times and you get, let's say, you know, 15 seconds, whatever it is. Okay. And then they say, all right, now go A1, B2, C3, and so on, and see how long that takes. It always takes much longer to do the latter, which is a basic uh, uh, indicator of the fact that multitasking doesn't necessarily work. And you really have to play to somebody's strength, which is what you and I do quite well. Um, You are more detailed than I are. You're much better at the back end. Um, I think we we both complement each other in terms of being able to bounce ideas off of each other, yeah. um, and that's always very all very constructive. Um, as uh, one of our associates uh, is very fond of saying, uh, the four walls of your office never tell you anything, and and uh, you know you got to have somebody to talk to to bounce things yeah. off of to play your strengths to, and that's that's where you're going to get. Yes, you're going to share your profits, but guess what? You're going to have more profits and be happy. Right. That's right. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's, it's, it's took me a while to um, get to that point to where I realized this, this, this can't be done by yourself. There are successful people out there that can grow their business, you know, solely by themselves and they can do it all. And they can start outsourcing and that take a, a true per se partner, like a 50, 50 partner. But there's, there's also companies out there that thrive on just spreading, spreading the risk and spreading the accountability equally amongst uh, the peers and people that they respect and people that compliment them in the business as well. And so it just makes sense if you're, if you're in a growth mindset and you're trying to scale a business, you know, you really have to consider taking on a partner. Yeah. I mean, I mean, let's face it. If you're a crypto trader or you're a dairy trader or something like that, and you consider the screen and do it for four hours a day and call it a day, <clears> then, then, you know, it's not. It's good to talk to people about how they do it, but are you really going to necessarily need a partner in doing that? No. But if you're going to do anything where you've got multiple tasks in it, I think in general, yes, you're going to be better off. And and one thing that, that you're very good at that I have not been so good at is getting assistance to do things. I mean, get a VA. Yes, you have to pay them 20 or 30 bucks an hour, whatever it is. But Get them, assign them to do things, and then focus on what you can do best. Exactly. 
Exactly. It's not how you do it. It's who does it for you. Yeah. I mean, and to, to a certain sense. Extent, what we're saying is not that profound or that new, <clears throat> right? but, but it's kind of like we kind of need to keep hearing it again and again. So you're right. You have to be constantly reminded. Um, so in, in our business isn't, isn't different than anyone else's business, whether you're making widgets or providing a service, you know, you have to have accounting, right. you have to have some sort of acquisitions to where you're, you're buying products or things at wholesale pricing and resell them at retail pricing. You know, you have to have a distribution list, right. To offload your inventory or your service to, and you have to have, you know, a, an acquisition part of your business to where you're getting your product and stuff, getting an inventory and controlled pricing. And it's like, there's all these things that you have to do. And now, you throw in social media where, you know, it doesn't cost you anything, but it really costs you a lot, you know, just social media. So it's like there's a whole another new category of business that you have to allocate, you know, time and energy to as well. And so at some point, you can't do it all. And if you can do it all, you can't do it all really well. There's probably certain things you can do well. It's very, I don't think I've ever had somebody that can do everything very well. There's things that people that can do things really good, not really well. Yeah, I mean... It depends on how fast or how big you want to grow too. If you're doing something like investing notes on the side and you're doing it, I don't know, an hour a day or maybe five hours a week or whatever, then yeah, you can probably get along and, and do it most yourself. But that's a whole different game rather than trying to actually build something that you can live off of. Um, and that's what you and I are both trying to do. So that's that's separating one class from the next. Just to come full circle in this conversation, if you are able to do things by yourself and you have a lot of different departments that you're running, if you will, simultaneously, the communication part is vital to what you do. Having a system in place, uh, because as we start off this conversation, we understand that we can be as very detailed and specific in our ask as we want, as we feel like we can be and be very clear but if the person on the other end isn't receiving it the same way because you don't know how they want to receive information, it, it could be a, a wasted effort, if you will. Um, so if you're trying to move on to the next thing in your business and you're, and you're expecting this part of this email to be responded to exactly the way you want it to be responded, well, you're, you're going to be uh, very, very upset because you're, you're going to find out a lot of times you're going to have to manage the expectation of the other person or maybe a couple of people as well that you deal with until you learn the way that they like to receive things. Like maybe it's not best to give them a list. Maybe you give them two things at a time. I need these two things by Friday. Okay. Now I need these three things by Monday, you right. know, and kind of feed them slowly if you will. And so, yeah, I, I feel like it's, you, you, it's, it's, if people can do it by themselves, it's, it's an amazing feat, especially if they're not even a franchise. Right. And it's also, I mean, for a small practice like we have, um, I, I really, I, I really like the way we use Podio mm -hmm. because we do a lot of notification back and forth. You can say, well, gee, it's not that different than a text or something like that, <laughs> but, but it is in that it sits there and it sits there right in whatever project A or B is. Mm -hmm. And, and next time you pull it up, it's there in front of your face. Yeah. So you, you know that it's something you could, so I can post 24 hours a day. We're on two different timelines. Yeah. And, uh, you know, time schedules and uh, zones, I'm sorry. And there's quite often when I'm lying in bed in the morning and I hear you pecking away because <laughs> you're three hours ahead of me. Uh, you know, I don't know what the heck is this guy doing? But, um, he's three hours ahead of me. It's so four in the morning here. What's going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, and I'm sure there's sometimes on a Sunday night when you know, yeah. you're, you're going, what is Richard doing? Richard, I, I got my glass of bourbon. What's I'm not, I'm not talking to you right now, buddy. That's right. I love you, but not that much. Right That's, right. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. It's communication, communication, communication. It, it, it's, it's an art. It's a science. It's, um, uh, you know, something that we haven't done together. And I think that we probably should do is, is to recalibrate, um, our kind of business relationship through like a predictive index. So we can kind of get granular now that we've been working together for so long on specifically, maybe some things that we haven't discovered that maybe that you're really good at. And I should kind of let go and vice versa. Uh, too. So that's maybe something that we should consider doing. Actually, I've, I've got one. I did about uh, a year ago. I'm sure it hasn't changed. I'll be glad to send it to you. All right. Let's, yeah. let's do that. Sounds like I need to get on board with the predictive index. I know you do. If, and actually, you know what? Uh, it's interesting that you're bringing it up. I found the whole predictive index process fascinating in mm-hmm. terms of actually telling me what my strengths were and, and are not. And, you know, it, doesn't say you're going to be good at adding two by two plus two, but it it tells you in general where you should focus and what you're good at, and uh, let other people know that too. So if you want, now mine says mm, you don't want Richard to be an accountant. Guess what? He's not that detail oriented. Well, um, that's fine. Richard, we are running out of time for today. That's right. a great topic of conversation. This right. uh, episode number 18 is brought to you by Bright Path Notes. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel on Bright Path Notes so you can watch the video stream of this as well as all of the other Bright Path Notes educational things that we talk about with notes, even our live monthly broadcast that we do, uh, which will be September 14th. I think this podcast will air right before that, so be sure to check that out on our YouTube channel on September 14th. So I'm Justin Bogart with Bright Path Notes, my cohort here, Richard Thornton. Um, and we will see you next time on episode number 19. Thanks, Richard. All right. See you, Justin. See you, bud. Bye. Thanks for listening to Be The Bank. We hope you learned something from today's show. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us. Plus, check out our Bright Path Notes channel on YouTube and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Be The Bank and on Instagram at Be The Bank Podcast. Be The Bank is sponsored by Bright Path Notes. Thanks again for listening.